Hello. Welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Brazil. I got my man Mitchell Tennis here with me, and we're giving you a little early preview of the Week 7 Sunday NFL slate. We're here to help. I saw you guys, a lot of people listen to the episode last week. We appreciate the heck out of that. So hopefully we can get a couple more now that we're giving it to you a few days early. So appreciate it. But Mitchell, man, how you doing today, buddy? We're good. Julio Jones saved me a little bit last week. Um, didn't have the best the best week with Alexander Madison, but Julio saved me. So we'll move on to this week and hopefully, hopefully get a better result. On to week seven. Uh, Madison was a very chalky play, and as we all kind of saw, didn't really do too much, unfortunately. But uh, our boy Sticks uh, made a couple bucks this week. So if you need any, uh, I'm sure if you just ask him, he would uh, be more than willing to give you a few dollars. So, yeah, let's. Uh, we're going to go through game by game. We're going to check out some of these, kind of what they look like now here on Tuesday uh, as of recording. And, you know, hopefully some of this information, more information will come to light. Some, uh, some Q tags, we'll see if they all stay on or come off. We'll see what happens there. But we will rock and roll. The first game I have here, I have the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees priced at 6100 Teddy Bridgewater only a couple bucks less at 58 The spread to this game, I have the Saints at minus 7.5 with an over-under of 51. As we all know, Teddy Bridgewater, former Saints quarterback for the last couple of years, he then went on to Carolina to make a couple bucks. How are you looking at this game, Mitchell? And does that 7.5 scare you off a little bit? I think if it gets to seven and a half, Drew Brees is going to have a couple touchdowns with his favorite target, Michael Thomas, coming back. 6,100 at home. Like I said, getting Michael Thomas back. Emmanuel Sanders has kind of come onto the scene there with him out. So they got a couple different weapons for Drew Brees to throw to with Thomas back. So I don't, I don't mind him at 6,100. And then as far as Teddy at 5,800, the Saints have been beat up in the secondary and been giving up passing yards and points to QBs at 5,800 if it gets to 7.5. Uh, obviously, he's likely playing from behind, and he, he's going to be throwing the ball um, more often. That is the goal, uh, right? If you're down by that much, we expect it to happen. I know a lot of people played Mike Davis last week. He did get in the box, so that helped. But he wasn't the best of plays as well. So now looking at the Saints team, I mean, potentially – Play a little Drew Brees. Obviously, Alvin Kamara always in play, 7,900, and we know you can run on this Panthers team, so we'll see what happens there as well. And then, obviously, Mike Thomas coming back, as you said, at 7,600. Where are you looking to stack this game up? Yeah, Thomas at 7,600 I think is too cheap. Um, uh, I don't think they'd limit him, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as far as that goes. With his one-week suspension, I think that'll just you yep. know kind of be – uh, done at that. So at 7,600, I think he's too cheap. It's he's was the best fantasy wide receiver in the league last year. Uh, was pretty much top the, the, um, um, highest price tag every week, mm-hmm. but at the end of last year. So at 7,600, uh, I think it's a good spot to get Drew Brees and Michael Thomas back on track. Getting them back on track. And then if you're going to run it back on, with, on the Carolina, or with, sorry, keep going. Yeah, Carolina, I mean, both, I, I don't think, Robbie Anderson, I think, still has a ceiling at this price if they're playing from behind. And then DJ Moore at 5,600 um, would be your other option. I, I just, Tight end really hasn't been done much for this uh, Carolina team. Mm-hmm. 
I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Running it back. Uh, Let's move on to the next game. We're going to go pretty quick with these. Don't need to sit on here forever. Thankfully, we have the Bills and the Jets. This line is minus 13 and a half to the Bills over under of only 46 and not too high scoring. They don't think the Jets offense is capable. Neither do I. Is there anywhere in this game? uh, We just saw the Bills kind of look like shit against the Chiefs this past Monday. How are you looking at this game if you're uh, if you're trying to play anybody? Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to pay that price for Josh Allen. Um, there's several other quarterbacks I like around that price. I'm not touching the Jets. Um, I think possibly Stephon Diggs at seven thousand could be an option. I think he gets a decent. Obviously, Allen can score rushing touchdowns, but Diggs is his favorite thousand. And then Crowder at 5,900 would be the only Jet that I would remotely take a look at because he's seen double-digit tar- targets in every game he's played this season. Every single game. Those PPR leagues were really loving it. Um, so we can pretty much just move off that game. I think it's going to suck. And unfortunately, I'm here in New Jersey. So I uh, that's going to be one of the two games that I get. Can't wait. Uh, moving on, <laughs> we have the uh, Detroit Lions traveling down to Atlanta. The Falcons favored by two and a half points over under on this game. You can get it as high as 57. So let's go. Very excited about that. I think this could be a fun one. Uh, We saw Atlanta get into a semi shootout last week. I mean, there's a lot of points in that game. Not that it was really ever in doubt. Granted, if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, every game, no matter the lead, you're always in doubt. How are you looking at this one with such a high point total and a nice close spread? Uh, Where are you looking to go potentially with this game? Yeah, I like this game a lot. Specifically, I like uh, the, Top two priced uh, Atlanta receivers, uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Ridley at 7,300, leads the league in air yards, has uh, 36% red zone target percentage, leads the league in red zone targets. Um, I, th- I think that's a good a good spot to look and look like the new coach Atlanta was going to, wants to get the ball to their receivers and throw the ball and use their. Um, QB Matt Ryan. So, with that being said, at 6,700, I, I I don't know that I, I'll play Matt Ryan. I like a QB a little bit higher than him this week. But I think Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones is is in a really good spot here. And then flipping to Detroit, obviously we've been picking on Atlanta um, in the air all year. Kenny Galladay at 6,700. Uh, still, I believe, um, didn't catch a touchdown last week, but had his 100 yards, got that three uh, extra three points. Hasn't scored under 60 points yet this season at 6,700 against this poor Atlanta secondary. I think that's another nice spot at receiver that you could look at this week. What about Marvin Jones at 4,400? That just seems crazy cheap considering just how bad this Atlanta secondary is. Yeah, he's on the field a lot. Um he just doesn't see a lot of targets. I think you could maybe look at tight end TJ Hawkinson as a possibility, or um, DeAndre Swift really burst onto the scene last week, 5,400. We'll see if his snaps and carries, you know, continue to go up after last week. You know, that's kind of a question that you kind of got to try to answer yourself. So, but it's a bad, it's a bad Atlanta defense. Although, you know, they made the like, you know, Vikings made their defense look good. 
Yeah, right. That that Vikings team isn't very good either. So I think that makes sense a little bit. Let's move on to the next <laughs> game. We have the Cleveland Browns traveling to the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals. So another battle for Ohio. We have the Browns favored at three and a half. We have an over under of about 50 and a half. Uh, Baker kind of hurt, I guess. Not looking so good. Uh, Nick Chubb obviously did a fantastic this first time around against the Cincinnati Bengals not available this second game i think that means it's going to be a lot of chalk for kareem hunt this week at 6800 but how are you looking at this game i mean we saw last game how it played out a lot of running from the browns a lot of throwing from joe burrow and uh, i mean all those dudes on the other side had a million targets is that do you think that this is kind of the the same game script as last time that we can follow yeah it wouldn't surprise me i, I like burrow regardless at his price of 5500 uh i think i think he Regardless, you know, it has been throwing a lot all season, has been around 20, 20 fantasy points in four of the six games. Um, obviously, Cleveland was his high scoring game last time out. So I, I don't I don't mind Joe Burrow if you're looking to say uh, spend down at QB. And then as far as his receivers go, they're all pretty fairly priced. I think you could pair him with any of them. I mean, uh Boyd at 5,400, T. Higgins 53, A.J. Green down at 4,300. I think I think this could be a nice spot to, if you'd like to save some salary. Yeah, I think A.J. Green all the way down there at 4,300 is uh, he kind of like left the team mentally and then last week showed back up again. Uh, had a bunch of yards, bunch of catches. In terms of the Browns, is there anybody outside of Kareem Hunt that you're interested in in snagging? No, they haven't. They haven't really shown me they can do anything. Obviously, OBJ had, you know, the one, the one breakout week, and other than that, you know, hasn't really, hasn't really done a whole lot. I just, you just can't. I don't think you can trust this the Browns passing attack. The one guy you can look at is Jarvis Landry because you know he's going to get his short yardage targets, receptions, and you know he has a at forty six hundred. He hasn't scored under seven. Seven and a half fantasy points, so that ain't terrible. But other not than terrible, that, yeah, but I'm avoiding it. Yeah, not, yeah. Baker being hurt that that offense just looked terrible last week. Granted, against the Steelers defense, a little bit different league there. Uh, let's move on. We have the Green Bay Packers. We have the Houston Texans uh, in Texas NRG Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. The Packers favored by three and a half. Over under a fifty six. In certain places, you can get it at fifty six and a half if you're really trying to snag that under, but. This is going to be an interesting one. I mean, we saw the Packers look like crap. Hopefully they can come back out. We know you can run on the Texans, so I think there's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones talk this week. Where do you see this game? How do you see this game playing out a little bit? And are you going back to the well with Deshaun and Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller and those dudes? Yeah, I I mean, I like Aaron Rodgers at 7K, first first of all. Um, Houston's kind of, they've been in shootouts lately. Look at Tannehill and uh, against Minnesota, um, they just they, they've been in high scoring games. I think Rodgers is going to look to have a bounce back week after not throwing a touchdown, two interceptions, um, and then you could you can look at pairing him obviously with Devontae Adams. I don't really like anybody else other than that though, so. Obviously, running back Aaron Jones is going to be one of my 
favorite plays this week, but King Henry did last week, obviously. Um, I know that one, I believe, sticks a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, playing wow. against the uh, running back against this Houston defense. <laughs> so I think I that's it. the Green Bay side. Deshaun, I, I believe, went down in price. Yeah, 68, dropped to 6,800 as he hasn't. Um, 23, 30, 35 fantasy points the last three weeks. And his price went down. So I, I like that, and then he's been he's been connecting with Will Fuller quite a bit at sixty eight hundred, I believe. Yeah, touched on in four straight weeks. Um, that's kind of where I'd look for the Houston side of the ball. You could look at obviously Brandon Cooks, who's had twelve and nine targets the last two weeks and two touch two touchdowns as well. Not angry about that, especially after that bagel he put up a couple weeks ago that screwed a lot of people over. You went right back to the well, and if I'm not mistaken, you made some money on that game. So I think uh, shout outs all around. Um, let us move on to the Cowboys and Washington football club game. We have the Cowboys favored by one point. The over under is the highest I see it is 47 and a half. You can grab that on DraftKings. This game, we saw the Cowboys look like crap. Um, I still think there's a play here, but I'm kind of curious what you think. Where is there any real like? Are you going Andy Dalton and some of these wide receivers in any any uh, any of your games, or are you going to try and stay away from this one a little bit more? Maybe Zeke. I don't know. I don't know. This is a weird one. Yeah, I, I after what I saw from Andy Dalton last week, I don't. I'm not going to play Andy Dalton at six thousand. Um, Zeke fumbled twice. I don't know. They just look pretty lethargic. They don't look right after Dak. I just, I don't think I can play any of them with Andy Dalton. I kind of want to see something first. I mean, they didn't score a touchdown, I believe, to kind of pretty garbage time last night, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I, th- I think I'll, I'm going to wait. I'm going to kind of avoid Dallas for now. As far as obviously the other side, Kyle Allen, 5,200. I'm probably not going to play him, but I wanted to mention a couple of these Washington receivers. Terry McLaurin, 5,800. He's a 27% target percentage and 24% red zone percentage, and uh, he's been on the field 95% of their snaps so far this season. So against this Cowboys defense, I'd like to target some of these receivers. And then possibly some salary savers, Dontrell Inman and Isaiah Wright. Um, they've been playing more since, I believe, Steven Sims has went to IR. Mm-hmm. And they've been get, I believe have been getting around five targets each per game for um, $3,603,000 minimum price. I think those are a couple salary saver options you could look at against this bad Dallas defense. Very, very bad Dallas defense, and that was on full effect uh, as we were watching that game yesterday. And I, I, I will be honest, I laughed, and I also laughed harder because the NFC East is going to be won by a team that has like six wins this year. So I'm kind of curious who is going to come out on top. Um, moving on to the next game, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. This was actually, I think if I'm not mistaken, the first game suspended or moved due to COVID-19 uh, with the Titans and the Steelers a couple weeks ago. So we moved it to this date. There's some other stuff that's going on now. 
It is minus two to the Steelers with an over under of about 52. Ben's looked good, looked good enough. Ryan Tannehill, no respect still, uh, only 6,200. James Conner's done his thing. We obviously saw what Derrick Henry did last week. And Chase Claypool all of a sudden is now the most expensive wide receiver on the Steelers. Would you look at that? So uh, talk to me a little bit about this game and where you're thinking of stacking it up. Yeah, I'm looking at Big Ben here at 6,600. The the Titans are ranked 24th and past DVOA. John tore him up last week. And then you got these Pittsburgh receivers that, you know, none of them are priced about 5700 I think we've seen throughout the year, you know, Claypool's been getting rushing touchdowns, the receivers. Um, anybody can score in that offense. So I think all these receivers kind of reduce price. You got Juju down at 55 Granted, I know he hasn't done a lot, but we know, you know, we, Juju, this is the lowest the price we've seen him in quite a while. So... I, th- I think this is a good spot to look. And then as far as Tennessee, uh, I'm not going to really look Tannehill. I believe Pittsburgh leads uh, has the highest blitz percentage per drop back in the league this season. Um, I don't love A.J. Brown at 6,300 priced up and Corey Davis coming back. One thing to keep an eye on is tight end. I believe if Johnny Smith is out, that um, Anthony Ferkser, uh, had eight receptions, 113 yards, a touchdown on nine targets last week when Johnny Smith left the game. Not a bad spot to be for Ferkshire. Yeah, he uh, he 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 tore it up last week. So we'll uh, we'll see. I think this Pittsburgh defense is a little bit more tough, a little bit tougher than that uh, Houston defense that we saw um, that we've been seeing all season. So I think that is something to pay a little attention to. But should be a should be an interesting game. Titans might be for real. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, let's move on to the Seahawks Cardinals game. Seahawks favored by three and a half. Uh, coming off a of bye week, we have this game as 56 and a half for the total. We always, always, always love to see numbers like that. I mean, I think this is a very stack worthy game. I think you can throw on, I mean, the Seahawks defense is terrible. The Arizona defense is not good. Uh, where are you looking to go to potentially find some? Diamonds in the rough or some stacks here. Uh, we uh, with, with DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Larry Fitzgerald all playing in the same game. This should be a fun one, man. This should be an absolute blast. For sure. Kyler Murray is probably my favorite QB going into this week. 7,100. Uh, Seattle ranks 29th in past DVOA. Um, Kyler has been consistent, I think, for 900 less. He has just as high of an upside as um, Russell Wilson does in this spot. I think, obviously, Christian Kirk showed the big playability last week for 4,900. You know, DeAndre Hopkins can obviously, you know, he's DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to see eight, nine-plus targets per game at 8,200. I just – and obviously, Kyler can do it on on his own without – Pairing with the receiver with his rushing touchdowns. I believe he had one last night again. Mm-hmm. And then Kenyon Drake, he showed, uh, you know, 20 carries, 164 yards, two touchdowns last night down at 4,800. Uh, that, that's a really nice price for him in this in this high-scoring game. Flip sides, I like – I do like Chris Carson here at 6,400 um, facing this Arizona team. He, he – you know, gets the ball. It has plenty of touchdown equity. Has two touchdown 
two two touchdown games so far this season. And then go to the receivers here. Lockett and Metcalf, 7,200, 6, I think you can go either way. I, if I had to pick one, I would probably pick Lockett. Yeah, he's a little less expensive, Obviously, too. they're both in play every week. I mean, their QB is Russell Wilson, you know. <laughs> it's a good point you make. Their QB is Russell Wilson. I think he could do a lot with that. I think that's one of the more important parts. But either way, it should just be a fun all-around game. I am excited to check this one out. But uh, I think a lot of points, hopefully, we're going to hit that over. We always, always, always like doing that. But that one's a pretty fun one. Um, Moving on, we have San Francisco and New England. Uh, the Patriots favored by two and a half. Line opened at minus five and a half to the Pats. It came all the way down to two and a half. So clearly some people are thinking something about them 49ers, or maybe it's the fact that the Patriots look like dog shit this past week. Uh, over under at 45, so I don't think a lot of points are going to be scored. I mean, I, I assume, I mean, over under how many passes are thrown in this game. Is it even 30 at this point? I feel like both teams just want to run the ball. And you can definitely run the ball on the Patriots. We've pretty much seen that happen all year long. So how are you feeling about this game? Looks like Mostert will be out. McKinnon will get the bulk of the carries. Jeff Wilson Jr. might be coming back. We have Jermichael Hasty, whoever the heck that guy is. He did pretty well last week. Uh, what are you thinking about the San Francisco-New England game? Is there anything, uh, any places you want to play on this one? You mentioned Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, at minimum running back price, I believe 4000 I think if he plays, he's a good option. San Francisco has shown they're not going to, you know, just give McKinnon the bulk of the work out of the backfield, even when Mostert is hurt. So I, I, I like that play as far as the QBs from either side go. Jimmy G priced down at 5300 I think, for example, I believe last week is probably a Jimmy G ceiling week at, mm-hmm. you know, 270 yards, three touchdowns. And at 23 and a half, you know, if I think that's his ceiling going against a Patriots defense that's, you know, still has Gilmore and is still a pretty solid defense, I'm going to stay away. Cam Newton can obviously get the job done running the ball. If he doesn't have a good day running the ball, I don't think he does very well. I'd rather go up to Kyler Murray if you can at 6,300, but I don't hate Cam just because of his rushing touchdown upside. And then receivers, I don't really like any receivers with Cam. He hasn't really shown to hook up with anybody on New England. I guess. It, and then San Fran, Debo Samuel at 5,000. 5, Played more snaps last week. Um, six catches, 66 yards, a touchdown, six targets. I think that'd probably be the only play that I'd that I'd look at here. And even then, I don't know if I'd get there. What about George Kittle? 6,500, little expensive. Um, and we know the Patriots are really good at stopping the one thing that yeah. you're capable of doing. So does that interest you? I'd rather go down to... I'd rather go down to Kelsey for even this week is less less in salary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that play a lot. So let us actually move on to that game. Let's go to Kansas City and Denver in mile high. Chiefs favored by nine over under a 48 and a half. So I guess Vegas doesn't think they're going to score that many points, surprisingly. As you said, Kelsey at 6,300. So you can go down and probably get someone a little bit more um, I mean, Kittle's very involved in the passing game, but we know the 
Chiefs will throw the ball much more. How do you look at this game? I mean, running backs, we know you can run on Kansas City. Uh, we saw Philip Lindsay do pretty solid last week. We'll see if Melvin Gordon, what happens with him. He had a strep throat. He had a DUI. So we'll see what the heck happens with him. If they're both there, I think it kind of just screws everything up a little bit. So I'll see CEH do his thing finally again. Uh, that was fantastic. We all know the wide receivers in this game. Is, it's going to be a lot of fun. So where, um, where are you looking for this game? How much Mahomes? Yeah, as far as... Denver's running backs go obviously like you said you have to keep an eye on Melvin Gordon I'm sure I believe he plays this week I think it was kind of Denver's way of it being a one game suspension for him since I believe the league didn't do anything so that kind of avoids that situation and then Edwards Elaire at 6100 they just he's got only got one rushing touchdown on the year I just don't I don't love him I don't think I'll get there. I'd rather go to Carson, Chris Carson, for example. And then Patty, 7,400. I'll probably rather go Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather go down for even a lower price than Patty. I think I, those guys have just as high of upsides this week given their matchups, uh, I think. And what are we thinking about the wide receivers? Anything over there? Tyree Kill, not too expensive. Jerry Judy, fifty one hundred. Tim Patrick, forty six hundred. Yeah, I think I think Tyreek is interesting at sixty four. He's been he's been coming down a little bit in price. Was up started the season at seventy nine and has kind of slowly worked his way to a lower price tag all season at sixty four hundred. I think possibly watch if Sammy Watkins is out again. A salary-saving wide receiver would be Demarcus Robinson at 3,400. Five catches, 69 yards, and six targets last week with Sammy out. So those are a couple wide receivers you could look at. I don't love the Denver QB situation, so I just think I'll stay away from their receivers. Yeah, hopefully Drew Locke uh, figures it out a little bit. And this last game, which actually we might have ended on one of the worst ones. We have the Chargers, um, the Jaguars traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers minus seven and a half to the Chargers over under of 49. Um, you can run on this Jags team. I think you can throw on this Jags team. Uh, Josh Kelly, 5,100. Justin Jackson, 4,900. James Robinson priced up to 6,200. Hasn't really done too much the last couple weeks. Um, I mean, I don't think we're playing too much of these quarterbacks but what are you thinking i mean gardner Minshew's all the way down now to 5900 i don't know maybe uh maybe some garbage time points there that'd be nice i think i think justin herbert's interesting at 6400 uh four three touchdowns two weeks ago four touchdowns in his recent most recent game facing jacksonville's pass defense that ranks dead last in the nfl um they haven't shown that they can run the ball really effectively without Eckler yet. And I think, obviously, Jacksonville does also have a bad rush defense. I just think Herbert is actually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Did well against that good Tampa Bay defense that just, you know, showed Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, what's up. <laughs> and I would pair Herbert with Keenan Allen. Obviously got hurt last week. Otherwise, he's the lowest targets he's seen is eight. He's had targets as high as 19. And aside from, you know, the previous week that he played that he got injured and was forced out the rest of the game, he's only had one game that he hasn't seen double-digit targets at 6,200 against this Jacksonville pass defense. 
And not a very good Jacksonville pass defense at that. Yeah, 19 targets for Keenan Allen in, uh, I think it was the Panthers game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Panthers game, 19 targets. It's just an insane amount. Of, he had 13 catches in that game. So, I mean, that's, that is just an insane number um, all around. But I do think we're going to have a fun week of football ahead. We got this in on a Tuesday for you, so you all can enjoy this for the whole week get to listen to Mitchell's voice. You, you can't see him, but I can. He's wearing a pretty awesome Mr. Mets hat, so I appreciate the hell out of him for doing that today on the day that Steve Cohen essentially has been named the Mets uh, Mets new uh, Mets new owner. Hopefully, we can start to spend some money, which will be nice. But Mitchell, of course, we appreciate the hell out of you. We expect another screenshot. Last couple of weeks, I've uh, seen you make a couple bucks, so we appreciate you for that and uh, always love seeing it. But tell everybody where they can find you on the internet in case they are uh, a little curious. Yeah, at Mitchell101, T-H-O-E-N-N-1 on Twitter, at Mitchell Tennis, T-H-O-E-N-N-E-S on Instagram, and then in the Discord chat at BombCarlo15. BombCarlo15 in the Discord chat. You can find me at MichaelRazil1 on Twitter. You can find me at MichaelPeriodRazil, I think, on Discord, something like that. I'm sure if you just search Michael, I'm one of the few surprisingly there. Make sure to follow us at Windaily Sports. And if you want to talk to Mitchell or I in that Discord chat, come over, hang out, free for seven days, windailysports.com backslash chat. You get all the features of our expert chat. Ask all the questions you want, all the incredible pros like we have here, just like we do our friend Mitchell. And that's why we love having him on the show. But appreciate the hell out of him. Appreciate the hell out of all of you. And we hope you make it a very profitable week seven of the NFL. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.